Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button today to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Wow, those emotions can get a hold of us and spin us in 125 thousandths of a second as soon as we see something as threatening to our sense of well being. Good thing is, God is in control. Today's topic is a good one, and I am joined by my colleague and friend and fellow co-author of Emotional Intelligence in Christ, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ book, and our recently launched course, Emotional Intelligence in Christ. We invite you into that community, the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. Please visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Edge God In is becoming the voice of emotional intelligence in Christ. Our mission here at Edge God In is to champion your human potential in Christ and to give you the tools needed to be successful in the ring, in, in the front, on the front lines of life, to be his ambassador so that God can make his appeal through you for his glory. I know I've shared this before, but I can't tell you how many times I've grabbed the mic from God, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, and, and just started doing my own show. <laughs> so perhaps you can relate. So the invitation today is, is more today than yesterday. Dear God, give us the grace to allow you to run the show and to allow you to guide our words, our thoughts, our deeds and actions for your glory. And we, we pray for wisdom and discernment as we step into today's title that is called Five Verbs to Guide Your Faith Walk. Five verbs. Now, remember, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember in elementary school and junior high, I remember learning about a verb. The verb is the action word, right? It's calling us to do something. So today, our learning objective is when you walk away from today's podcast, that you will learn five verbs that Jesus and Paul use and used, continue to use with people who are difficult, going through difficult times, struggling in any way. Basically, people who push your buttons oftentimes. These are five verbs that you can use to model your behavior again, part of emotional intelligence in Christ to model your behavior after Jesus, how he showed up with the people entrusted to his care, which is all of us. Um, and, and we're invited to do the same. So I'm, I'm grateful that I'm not piloting this sort of speak on my own, that I am joined by my brother in Christ, Ken Vogus, and he is for the, or has been for the last 40 years and, and is currently an adjunct professor at the doctorate level in the doctorate department for Dallas Seminary. Um, his huge contribution to our project, and, and if you're familiar with the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project, we have a lot of case studies basically from the scriptures that showcase how Jesus expressed emotional intelligence with the people that he met, how he did it. And we often talk about with emotional intelligence that there's the worldly perspective of emotional intelligence. And that comes from our, our own effort. Can you do it? Yes, you can do it until you can't, until your emotions are so strong, until the circumstance you're walking through is so intense that you come to the end of yourself. And perhaps you have experienced that 
recently. I, you know, I've shared on other podcasts that when I went through advanced cancer and divorce at the same time, I came to the end of myself. And it was then that I realized that I don't want to do life driving the bus, driving the ship. I want to live a surrendered life and allow God to be my CEO, my captain, my main pilot in everything that I'm doing. And so today, it's as, as always with our podcast, it's an invitation to let go of your grip of control using your own efforts. It's exhausting. You can do it for a while, no doubt, in emotional intelligence. As I mentioned, until you can't. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit within us that helps us discern and manage our personal emotions and behavior in a way that honors God. I was just talking to my husband about this the other day. I'm like, man, I don't trust myself. I'm too selfish. I have selfish ambitions, vain conceits. I mean, I, I will literally follow the shiny object so quickly if I don't have the grace of God constantly, constantly helping me to identify and adjust my behavior so that I make God recognizable. So today, as we explore these five verbs, think about something in your life. Perhaps it's a person that you're having a difficult time with, um, someone that you're not connecting with or that you want to reach. Perhaps it's someone that God's put on your heart to minister to. Perhaps it's yourself and you can't give out what you haven't mastered within as we continue into our conversation today and invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you in to our perceptions, to our mind, our will, our emotions. Give us the grace to listen, to be still, and to know that you are God and you have our back, particularly in the area of our emotions, God. We need your help. It's so easy to get offended these days, to take things personally. It's so easy to just keep pushing forward and not look at the opportunity to witness to the people you put in our path and not allow ourselves to be interruptible. So we give you permission to override us when we take the mic, when we take the wheel, when we push you to the backstage. Have your way with us in spite of ourselves and may the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, you are a rock and our redeemer. In your most precious name, we pray, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ken, thank you for being with us today. I am so excited to just have you on, on today's podcast and share with listeners and with me. I always learned something from you. You're definitely a mentor in the scriptures to me, but no doubt about that. Um, this is a good topic, huh? Yeah. Well, it's one, one of the fundamentals that when I got into this you know, 40 years ago and came up on this particular verse that just really made an impact on me. And the reason it did is to give me permission not to use just one strategy, but different strategies to go ahead and meet the need of the moment of a particular person. The, the real challenge that, that I've always had is <laughs> what's the right one to use, you know? And and, and that's why the behavioral model of DISC has been so helpful to give you that clue of what to do. But then you've got to go ahead and implement um, one of these strategies uh, with regard to the, to the verbs that we're talking about. We found in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.14. 
And I think what I'd like to do is just read the passage. I always <laughs> kind of prejudice Lauren when it, when it comes to saying something. I says, why don't we start with the word? Absolutely. And, and, and go there and see what it has to say and then try to um, go ahead and, and uh, define what it is that it is. And the other thing that's important is to understand within a verb that you can also understand that there is an intent on tone. And there's an intent on intensity that can be connected to that verse. So it gives you more of an insight. What are we talking about? And what does it look like? But let's go go ahead and read the verse. And it's in 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.14. And, it, and it, this is Paul speaking. He says, now we urge, there's your first verb, you brethren, admonish those who are unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with all men. And what's important to understand within these verbs, when we talk initially about the tone, is that three of them are active and two are passive. So just within that difference of the, of the word itself, there's a difference in tone and intensity. So we have to really get into that definition to understand what we're talking about and how to go ahead and implement a particular strategy. The first one is, is urge, and I'd like to talk about that a little bit, but then I'd like to go ahead and give a, a case study where Jesus actually did that. And, and the, the word urge, the verb word means to exhort or admonish or persuade. And it, it is tone, which is important, is it's mildly active to re respond to a direct directive. It's kind of like I'm, I'm got, having some, you know, eyeball contact, but I'm watching my, 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 um, my tone and just say, Lauren, there's something important that I need to tell you. You know, it's, it's that tone that says, oh, something important is coming. Mm. And um, when, I, when I use the case study, in scripture that I think where that was coming from or, or an illustration of that is Jesus in the garden, knowing that he was going to the cross. And so his time is short. And so he's going to say, okay, guys, I've got something really important to tell you. Hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and attach a word to it. This is my commandment <laughs> that you love one another as I have loved you. So he's telling them, if you're looking for the important thing, this is it. Love one another. And what is, what is important to understand that he said it with the, the, with the word commandment, which is not optional. It's something that you, you have to do. So, again, it's not, not, not in your face so much as, as just using a tone of, hey, this is really, really, really important. So that's the, that's a case study that I used. And I always, always like to go ahead and uh, go back to Matthew 22, where the Pharisees asked Jesus, uh, you know, what's really important? And he said, mm -hmm. well, the, uh, what commandments were really important? Of course, the Pharisees had over 600 of them, and, and they all had their favorite. But Jesus says, that's a good question. And the answer is, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, the most important commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbors yourself. He came back to that again, mm -hmm. love one another or love your neighbors yourself. So that's, mm -hmm. that, that's that first verb. That's, that's powerful. And, um, and, and, it, and it also lends itself to, as the reader, 
I'm always looking for those words of invitation. Um, for example, I was reading through the the um, First Timothy letter for, to, of Paul to First Timothy and Second Timothy, and two times he he refers to uh, two things basically: flee from this and pursue that. Mm-hmm. So anytime like words like this, the Holy Spirit convicts my heart. Okay, flee and pursue, flee, flee and pursue. In this situation, it's an urge, meaning draw near. As the case study that you mentioned, uh, draw near because uh, there's there's a lot of shiny objects out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and just to cut cut to the chase, this yeah. is it. This is your focus. I remember in Taekwondo, you know, when we were trying to break through boards and they'd add like different boards and different levels of boards. And depending upon, you know, what level I was at, there was always, you know, the challenge and it was always, you know, focus beyond the block. And, and the, when you read through the scripture, I, I kind of think of that from my 17 years of training in, in Taekwondo focus beyond the block, because that's where the breakthrough happens. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, this is one of those, uh, kind of like getting you ready to step in the ring, right? Because right. he's kind of firing the people up, like, "Hey, you're stepping to the front lines with people that are going through difficult times or that are difficult uh, mm-hmm. challenges and hurting people hurt people." So I urge you. So what else do we have with this verse? Well, uh, what you have next is which is which is a different word. It's called admonish, and uh, this one is uh, very active. I mean, this is this one's intense. And it's, it's, it, it, it means to warn or confront to produce a change in direction. And its tone is, is the, the most active of, of the verbs that are here. And it is intended to create confrontation for the purpose of producing a change in direction. And it's more of a, of a danger thing. It says, look, we cannot allow this to go, you know, go forward here because where you're headed is in the wrong direction. And it will, it will, it will damage you and damage those around you. And we need to go ahead and address it right now. So it, 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 it really, you, you look at Jesus and you say, oh, he's loving and, and, and he always does that. Well, most of the time he does, but there, there's, there is a, a place where you just really need to step step forward and um, uh, say this, this, what we're doing is not right. And where I go with that, as far as a case study is in Matthew 21, and with the money changers, uh, the, the intent of, of that was for it to be a house of prayer. In fact, Jesus says that. But prior to that, Jesus went into the temple and drove them out who were selling in, uh, in, in the temple and overtone, uh, overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. They were, they were making profit out of something that, that, that uh, was holy. Mm. And he, he then said, this is, he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it in a den of thieves. Mm. There's another case study in John where Jesus appeared to be very aggressive in confrontation when dealing with the money changers. And he, he actually used a whip and drove them out. So oh, yeah. there, there, there is a place for it, mm-hmm. you know, but, but well, it's kind of like uh, this, this old saying, you want to do this the easy way or you want to do it the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I, and I love that because it gives you, you know, when we're talking about emotions, right? Cause there's lots of emotions. Jesus felt emotion, right? Right. I mean, this is a perfect example of that, that he had very strong emotions. Oh, very and strong. so, so some people would say, and, and I've heard you talk about this before, which is why I'm bringing this up. Some people would say, well, Jesus was not emotionally intelligent in that situation. Look at him. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he went into and just turned over tables. I mean, what, what's emotional intelligent about that? Can you explain? Cause I remember you talking about this, that no, in fact, that was very emotionally intelligent on Jesus part. Very much so for them to be very, very aware of the fact this is wrong and this will not stand. And, and, and that type of behavior is, is something that is, <laughs> is correct for the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's all about what's the need of the moment and what's the proper response. Do you have any, <laughs> any case studies in the Old Testament where the Lord was a little bit angry with regard to, ma uh, to uh, idols and so forth? Righteous indignation. I mean, it, 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 you just, you've got to say, this will not stand and there's mm. a place for it. Certainly, being able to love one another and affirming one another, solid, solid, but there is a place for it. And when it's wrong, it's wrong. And it, you just need to stay a step up to the plate and, and, and say, say it for whatever it is. And once we get through that and the correction process, it's always back to let's let's talk about how we're going to get it, get it right and be affirming and loving with one another. I mean, we can transition very, very quickly to that. And mm -hmm. that, if that's mm -hmm. proper. It's interesting, the word unruly, too, because admonish yeah. the unruly, because right. the unruly are, are people that are disorderly or disruptive, or when we're disorderly and disruptive in any way, and not amendable, or we, we're not practicing discipline, right, or control. And the fruit of the spirit, the last fruit of the spirit is self-control, which is the anchor, right? It's the, actually the second phase of emotional intelligence in Christ. And it's the anchor that allows us to admonish in a loving, uh, kind way, but yet also being assertive. Being uh, assertive. I like the word assertive, uh, mm -hmm, Lauren. Mm -hmm. You know, as you're being assertive there, you know there's something physical here, but you need to understand that emotion that there's something wrong here and we need to look at it. And where we're going is headed in, in, a, in a direction that is uh, that is hurtful and, and destructive. And we, we, we just need to stand up and say, we've got to make a change. And right now is the time for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, and he was very, very good about that. And, 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 and he didn't use it that often, but he seemed to pick on the Pharisees, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, his, his tone and, and with the Pharisees was uh, pretty direct. And, and, you know, he held them accountable because they, they were, they were there to go ahead and, 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 um, uh, be the spiritual dimension of the community, and they they weren't doing it. In fact, they were just uh, enslaving people with with their interpretation of the law, and uh, 
not a whole lot of grace there. And, mm-hmm. and you sacrifice that Jesus is going to come after you. God's going to come after you. Holy yeah. Spirit's going to come after you. Heck yeah. yeah. I'll often say that Jesus, Jesus is after you. No doubt about that. Now I find it very interesting as, as, as uh, Paul is, is moving forward here. Now we urge you brethren, admonish those who are unruly. And then he moves to encourage the faint hearted. What did yeah. he mean by that? Well, it, it, it's, it, boy, I, I, of all the ones that I like, it's this one. And, mm-hmm. I, and I see him doing it all the time. It, it means to console. It needs to comfort. It needs to smooth over or to cheer up or to encourage. But what I really want to talk to you about, Lauren, is its tone. Its tone is active, but it includes the elements of understanding and the redirecting of thoughts from a, from a negative to a positive with a gentle influencing words. It is, it Ooh, is. I like that. Oh. I like that. Redirecting a thought. Say that again. Redirecting a thought. Well, thought or focus, a mm-hmm. thought or a focus from a negative to a positive mm-hmm. with gentle influencing words. And mm. the case study is one of my absolute favorites. And it has to do with Mary Magdalene. And she is there to go to the tomb to anoint Christ's body. And she comes and she shows up. And guess what? <laughs> the tomb's open and the body's gone. And you, you can't imagine the, the amount of, of emotional distraughtness, if that's a word. Of, of, I'll of, take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, that looking at that and, there. And, and it just, I mean, emotionally, she's a shipwreck right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's on the rocks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and she, she, she just doesn't know what to do with her emotion. It's totally out of control. And then she saw two angels there, <laughs> you know, sitting one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. And they said to her, woman, which again, and I like, Lauren, I like the way the word woman in that culture is. It's it's always intended for respect. That's what it's- I think that's important to bring up because you brought that up in the book as well in the course. Um, Just give a few sentences around that because that's powerful. It it is respect and endearment. Those two words, when they say that, and of course, with the tone is by, of caring tone, it's nothing but, but affirmation that's coming. That's the intent of the angel talking to her on the front end. Says, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And she supposed him to be, uh, you know, the, she said, because, and she says this, uh, I, I, I was here to go ahead and find our Lord. And I, you know, he's gone. And she says, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm. And then this is, this is the next. And then, but she didn't know this. When she said this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there. But then this is important. Did not know it was Jesus. Yeah, that is really important. How come? How come she didn't know? 
listen, I have so many times that this has happened when I'm really in a negative mode and the answer is right in front of me and yet I don't see it because of my mo- my emotion is controlling my brain and it's yeah. not connected to my eyes. <laughs> That's so true. That just happened to me the other day. <laughs> I totally get that. That's yeah, like yeah, the flesh is driving think, the bus I, and I, running everyone over. Beep, beep. <laughs> This is this is what I think. She's is so so distraught at that moment. Although Jesus is there, she doesn't know it's Jesus. Yeah. How many times and, in our life does that happen, huh? Oh, it, I, I can relate so much to what she's doing there, and and then this is where it gets goosebumpy. <laughs> if I could use that, you know, use it. <laughs> and, and Jesus, basically, what it was she, what what Jesus said to her. Mary, <laughs> and she turned around, and she recognized his voice, and then is when the eyes connected with the brain. <laughs> it's That's said, awesome, said teacher. <laughs> and once, once Mary heard Jesus call her, and I like this by her name, mm. her eyes and her brain made a connection, and what happened was a negative emotion vanished. And the emotional vacuum was filled with pure joy. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to say with this encouragement is that ability to go ahead and recognize a person being distraught and giving some loving words to go ahead and, and give them a new perspective on the positive side of that. Mm. And, and of all the verbs, <laughs> I like I like that one, Lauren. I really well, like Well, you know, it's it's a real invitation for all of us and listeners. I invite you to to really camp on that word encourage, which means yeah. to console, comfort, yeah. soothe over. Yeah. And think about this case study in your own life. Where is where is there an opportunity? Um, if not today, then for sure the Holy Spirit will give you an opportunity tomorrow to be able to be an encouragement, encourage one another with the encouragement that you've received from the Lord. Um, yeah. And I, I feel yeah. like there's something um, that happens within our soul. I, I, I remember this when I was going through cancer and, and even just recently going through COVID that rather than just focusing on what wasn't working out for me and my body to really pray and say, okay, what's my give back project? Who can yeah. I send a text to? Who is someone I can encourage? Because yeah. it took my eyes off myself and then peace returned. And that's, it's, it's something mystical that happens when we stop thinking about ourselves and our situation and flip it to the other person. Love the fact that Jesus called her name as well, because that's the first step in emotional intelligence in Christ is your identity in Christ. Right. So when Jesus actually called her name, I mean, imagine that listeners, imagine Jesus calling your name today to pull you out of some emotional funk that you're in. And he calls your name to set you free. And as you said, Ken, to, to basically uh, override the negative emotion with, with the joy of connection with Jesus. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, no kidding. So let's move on. In the interest okay, of time, okay. let's let's move on. What, what, what's important at, uh, for the listeners at this point is we've gone through three verbs. Okay, now we're going to go through the last two. But what what's important to understand here? These are passive. They're passive verbs. Okay, it, it, the, the 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 verb here is to help. What does that mean? It means to hold firmly, render assistance, extend extend support, to exercise zeal 
care for or holding up spiritually. Now the tone, this one, the tone is passive, but it also involves or can involve coming along the side, the side of the person in a both verbal and nonverbal way. Mm. A lot of times the nonverbal communication is more meaningful than the verb than, than, than the words themselves. That's what Mother Teresa said. When necessary, use words, but show up in love and when necessary, yeah. use words. I like that. There was another way that I, I heard that say, love always and sometimes use words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it, and, and you have no, and there, there's, a, there's a behavioral style called the high S's, which I, which I am, and that's my, my, my style, the steadiness pattern. Mm-hmm. And um, my my love language is touch. And, and one of the things that calms me down more than anything else is Linda, when we go to prayer, her hand always goes out to me mm. every time that we go to prayer, her hand. And that initially settles me down and mm. quiets my spirit to say, Oh, let's, let's, our, 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 our hope here is talking to the Lord. <laughs> and it's it. really something that has a, uh, what I'd like to do, Lauren, is I'd like to go to the case study. Absolutely, please where, do. Where, where, where that happens. Yep. And, and the case study is um, the death of Lazarus. Okay, and you got two sisters here. That's a big one. Uh, <laughs> That's the big kahuna. Death of got, Lazarus. <laughs> I love this one. It, it, you know, you talk about emotion. Now, there's yeah. nothing more raw in emotion or controlling emotion than the loss of somebody you love. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the loss is so painful. It is. And what happened in the case study is that Martha, Martha had some D tendencies and that, that that those people that don't know what to do is is they're very direct people. (laughs) They're very action oriented people. And when they ask you to do it and you don't do it, they get a little tense. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They, they come after you. And of course, Martha did that, you know, and she heard Jesus coming. And uh, Martha had already gone ahead and, and asked Jesus to come, but he chose not to because, it, uh, because the miracle he was going to produce. But there was, there was going to be pain getting there, you know. And so he stayed away until they actually put Lazarus in the grave. And he's been there for four days. So he's not dead. He's really dead. And, uh, and which and, is important too, because at that time they didn't consider them really dead until four days, right? Four days is critical. It's That's a critical thought. time frame. And there was no question he's dead. <laughs> yep. And that's why Jesus waited four days. Yeah, that's exactly. He says, I'm going to do something special. You hadn't seen this. This doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm in charge. Yeah. So he goes and he's ready for Martha. Martha's coming at him and it, bless her heart. She says to him, Lord, if you'd have been here, and I can just see that tone, <laughs> maybe her hand up a little bit, you know, with her finger, you know, saying, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And it doesn't phase Jesus one bit. Not That's emotional one. intelligence in action right there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you're being accused. <laughs> he, he, he understands. He understands Martha. He says, Martha. Yep, <laughs> I just right in. <laughs> do, you, do you think I can do something about that? <laughs> it's just yep. one. She says, well, you know, at the resurrection, I know. He says, uh-uh, time out. <laughs> I am the resurrection. 
<laughs> That's just, and, and, and basically <laughs> he challenges her. Do you think I can do something right now? I, uh, <laughs> and she's, well, I guess so. <laughs> you know, and yeah. he, she, I, she's going away. She's not sure, but, but our confidence is in Christ. Is he going to do something? We don't know what it is. And it's not yep. logical, but I trust him. Yep. And she goes back in the house and she talks to Mary. And Mary's the, the, the high ass, the sweetheart, the, just a quiet, sweet soul. Mm -hmm. And she comes out to meet Jesus and she falls down and she falls down at his feet. But this is what's important in this. What does she say? She says, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Do you think the tone is different with this gal? versus the other one absolutely yeah absolutely it is she's falling down she's distraught and she's just utterly in a hopeless misery at this point hmm. and and what is so important to understand is the, the 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 community and also mary is this when they therefore when jesus saw her weeping and the jews who came with her weeping he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. And there is an emotion that he's expressing at this point in time about that moment, the need of that moment. And how is he going to meet that particular moment? He weeps with her. <laughs> he, he, he cries with her. The empathy, I think the emotional intelligence there is I'm with you. I, I understand the pain that you're on. And I, and I hurt for you too. I hate this death thing, yep. but I got some good news. <laughs> I've conquered it. <laughs> it gives me chills. That's yeah. so awesome. Now, I'm telling you when I, the, the, these, these two case studies with the women and I, and I love, <laughs> you know, me, I, I've got two more that I really like, you know, the woman at the well and the woman yeah. caught in adultery. Those and, are all uh, for, for listeners. Those are all in our book, uh, emotional yeah, intelligence. Yeah. And maybe, well, sometime we'll have podcasts. And, with and those. But right now we're going through this one. And, and, uh, you know, the thing that gives me the goosebump was he, Jesus wept with her. Mm -hmm. He showed that emotion. It's nonverbal, it's nonverbal, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Mary. I'm with you. Watch what I'm going to do. Where have you laid him? And they said, come and see. And then he went and, of course, produced his miracle and kind of changed the emotion at <laughs> that moment, you know, okay. from total misery to, you know, hopelessness to joy, you know. Yeah. And that uh, type of thing. So, so, so powerful. That, that, that one's pretty good. That was pretty good. Very, very powerful. So you now we're to... left. Now we're left with the last one, which yeah. is. The, the the word the the verb patient patient right? and love and is patient love patient, is kind and it says patient with all men patient mm -hmm. with everybody so the different so even the difficult people in our lives <laughs> even the difficult one and we're gonna come <laughs> with, with ourselves we're gonna, we're gonna talk about one that was difficult yep. <laughs> guy's yep. name is Peter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to him I'm just saying yeah, yeah. Hard. but yep. but what it means here is, is to express patience to others, even in unteachable moments. Mm. <laughs> Deferring anger, even when it's warranted, you have the right to be angry at them. Mm -hmm. Long suffering. And this is, this is important to understand. It's tone and actions are passive. Waiting 
for a teachable moment. Hmm. You'd like to wring their neck. (laughs) (laughs) But you think they're not, your your motive here and your emotional intelligence is, I want to go ahead and teach them when they're teachable. Hmm. And at this moment, Peter isn't. It won't be in the case study we're going to go to. But it involves, once you get to that teachable moment, encouragement, goodwill, and affirmation. And the, the, the case study is Jesus trying to prepare the disciples, the fact that he's going to the cross, and he quotes scripture, Old Testament prophecy, that they'll all go ahead and leave him, but it's okay, because he's going to return. That's, he's saying that, and of course, Peter only, only hears, you know, we're all going to leave, and he's taking exception to that, Peter being Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it ain't gonna happen <laughs> love it that's his high deed and then the lord says to him simon simon indeed satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. but i have prayed for you that your faith should not fail and when you have returned to me strengthen your brother but peter said to him lord i'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death you know, and I can just see him saying that. And then Jesus has to tell him, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall crow this day before you deny me three times that you know me. You, the rooster's going to do that. And then and that, and then that third time that you go ahead and deny me, the rooster's going to crow. So I love this because Jesus just laid it out there. And this wasn't a te- this wasn't this wasn't the moment where it was like, drop the mic. Jesus brings it home because that happens in Luke 22. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's common, but what he had to do, this is an important statement, for a person to be a follower of Christ, it comes with a degree of brokenness. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and unless you're broken, I don't know that God can use you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it is through the brokenness that you have testimony, mm. but he's not broken yet. But of course, when 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 the he denies Christ for the third time and the rooster crows, what's interesting about that passage is that Jesus stops the trial, stops the trial, and turns, and what happens at that moment? Their eyes meet. Yeah, that's so and it's powerful. at that moment that P- Peter gets it and says, yep. "You know what? I just did it. I did it." What a, you know, how, you know, how proud and arrogant I am. And he went out and did what? Wept. Wept. The, then he was Brokenness. broken. Now, now he is broken. And, and he went out and, 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 and the bottom Jesus line is that, always after that ego, man. man He's always man. after that ego. And yeah. it hurts. It does not oh. go down easy. It claws and kicks and punches. But man, when, when, when Jesus gets you on the other side of that, it's then that that freedom starts to seep in from Galatians 5.1, that freedom Christ has set us free for. Well, I, I got, you know, one other thing to say real quickly here is that once that brokenness occurred, then there's the setup to go ahead and restore him. Mm-hmm. And this is where, uh, when I was doing all this, I came up for the first time a case study where I understood the three R's and how to respond, relate, and reinforce. Mm-hmm. And that that reinforcement, that that restoration, is in John twenty one. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the grace and the beauty of all that is, is, is fabulous. And it's going to take another time. And I hope we have a podcast so that we can do that on all four styles. And, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd like mm-hmm. to do the one on Peter and how rich John 21 is mm-hmm. and uh, how, he, how Jesus took the patience to restore him. Mm-hmm. And as an eye, Lauren, what he did is he restored Peter, Peter in front of his disciples, not privately, but in front, which was so important to him. Absolutely. See, you know, absolutely. It's that recognition. And he, that recognition that he gave him and he was a changed man after that. Mm. That's so powerful. This has been, this has been so rich. And, and as we're, as you're talking through this for listeners that aren't familiar with the desk, um, our, our book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ, offers two free assessments or, or included assessments, I should say, um, in, in the book. And they are uh, the EQ uh, Biblical Desk um, for, for Emotional Intelligence, as well as the actual uh, Biblical Disc. Uh, viewpoint. And I I use the disc with my colleagues um, in corporate America. And what Ken did is, is he authored the biblical disc profile, which, which takes it into scripture, which I think is just masterful. And um, there's also longer versions of both of these assessments at leadlikejesus.com. Very, very powerful uh, assessments. And, um, if for those of you who already have the book and have taken the, the shorter version, there is a longer version as well that's accessible at Lead Like Jesus. And um, knowing what your disc style is, D, I, S, or C, as you've heard Ken talk about, there are specific traits and Jesus is able to, and we talk about this through the book as well as the course, Jesus is able to meet people right where they're at because he's all four. He's able to um, go in with that wisdom, that ultimate emotional intelligence that is coursing through how he addresses all of the different people that we've talked about today and how he addresses us. And, and Jesus is after you, as I often say, and after me, and he loves us enough not to leave us there. He wants to give us those Peter experiences of death to ego and how important that is. Um, to us. Um, so in closing, Ken, what would you say, uh, looking at the verse that we've been kind of dismantling here from first Thessalonians five fourteen? Now we urge you brethren, admonish those who are unruly, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak and be patient with all. How can we take this out with us into earth school to glorify God. I, I think that, uh, and I'm always prejudiced as to, to be prayerful in every day that we walk and that the Holy Spirit would give us the wisdom to go ahead and know how to respond to somebody that is hurting and to use the right, right, right strategy there. The thing that the takeaway is to say, don't ever get hung up on one way does it for everybody it doesn't work that way and that may take some real uh spiritual maturity to understand lord give me give me the wisdom to know how to meet the need 
of that person who is hurting right now. And in my toolbox, I have different strategies. Just anoint me to go ahead and use the right one. Will we do it as good as Jesus? No, <laughs> hmm. no. But, but, but be more consistent in understanding the power of the Holy Spirit to direct you to use the right tone, the right intensity, the right style of verb to go ahead and meet the need of that person. Mm. And um, it's going to be transforming. It's just going to be transforming. Absolutely. And, and, and with that, would you close us in prayer for today as we go back? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that, but I want to just wait, make one quick comment. The biblical sure. disc has uh, 16 classical patterns and associated with a, with a, uh, a positive biblical model. So when you do that, when you take the biblical uh, disc, you, uh, you, the add on to that is that you will associate yourself with a positive biblical uh, character in scripture mm-hmm. and also be able to study that way in which God loved that particular character. So it gives you the hope of how to, how to love you and love others. So, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to put Thank that you. little commercial. Thank in you. There. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's great. And again, we offer two free assessments. Yeah. One is the biblical desk. The other is the EQ and the yeah. emotional yeah. intelligence in Christ book at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. You can also access the longer version of both of these assessments at leadlikejesus.com. So um, good resources. I'm a big fan of resources on, on helping us train up for, for Christ. So okay, close in prayer. Let's close in prayer, brother. Okay. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege just to be able to talk about you and talk about your son. And I pray that through our study of how Jesus did it, that Mm -hmm. we'll be encouraged to go ahead and model how he loved and know that he loves us and we need to love others. And we just leave it at that. We Mm -hmm. just leave it at that. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 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 So give him heaven out there. There's enough of the dark side going on and know that you are not alone. Uh, One of the scriptures that I've been camping on this week is from Philippians 2.13 that said, it is God who works within us to will and act according to his good purposes. So whatever he calls you to, he is faithful and he will give you the grace and the strength as he's willing and acting within us to be able to bring us into his likeness. That's just such a cool thought, huh, brother? <laughs> we're, we're not in this alone. Nah, so, you, yeah. so, so, so give, give him heaven out there. And we look forward to, to seeing you or, or actually being with you, fellowshipping with you at our next podcast. Visit us at edgegodin.com. The scriptures will be posted along with this podcast.